PCA family.
PCA. Welcome. Everybody on your feet. It is time to worship our awesome God. Amen. I was having some fun back there, just so you know. I caught my jacket on something, and we were trying to get me loose. So I'm sorry I'm late. It's cute, but it catches on everything, right? So God, now we're going to make it all about you. You are worthy, Lord, of every bit of the glory and the honor and the praise. It is going to be an awesome service. We are believing you for great and mighty things. Lord, I love that your word says that nothing is too hard for you, God. And we are standing on that promise that nothing is too hard for our big God. Amen? Amen? Let's bless him. Lord, through you I can do anything. I can do all things because it's you who gives me strength. Yeah. Nothing is impossible through you. Blind eyes are open, strongholds are broken. I am living by faith. Nothing is impossible. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All things are possible with you. Nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love this verse. I'm not. you're here with me yes and i know that you can do anything through you i can do anything yes i can do all things because it's you who gives me strength nothing is impossible through you blind eyes are open strongholds are broken living by faith nothing is impossible yes we bless your holy name no nothing is impossible oh i'm not gonna live by what i see amen i'm not gonna live by what i see that'll scare you don't live by what you see i'm not gonna live by what i feel no Know that you're here with me. Hallelujah. I know that you can do anything. Through you, I can do anything. I can do all things. Because it's you who gives me strength. Nothing is.
is impossible through you blind eyes are open strongholds are broken i am living by faith nothing is impossible yes hallelujah nothing is impossible nothing is impossible hallelujah we bless your name do you believe yes i believe i believe i believe i believe in you i believe i believe i believe i believe in you i believe i believe yes i believe i believe in you i believe i believe I believe, I believe in you. Through you, I can do anything. Yes, I can. I can do all things. Because it's you who gives me strength. Nothing is impossible. Through you, blind eyes are open. Strongholds are broken. I am living by faith. Nothing is impossible. I believe, I believe. Light up. 
the power of the blood. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa, 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 whoa. I am the righteousness of God. Change. No, I don't want to abuse your grace. God, I need. 
like sweet, sweet honey on my lips, like a sound of a symphony to my ears. Oh, it's like holy Are you thirsty for him today? Thank you. 
So right now, I encourage everyone in this room to get your mind off of anything that is not about the Lord and how awesome He is. Clear your mind of the world and the things you've got to do. And focus on the Lord. Make some room in there in your heart and in your brain for Him and for what He wants to do in your life. Because I guarantee you, everyone in this room, everyone who's watching, He has so much more for each one of us. But we have to open up and let Him have His way to get to His very best for us. So I encourage you to do that right now. Thank you, Lord.
do with it whatever you will, God. Do with it whatever you will, God. I promise you, you would not regret it. I promise you it'll be better than anything you could ever dream up on your own. Your way is best, God. Your way is best. I want your way in my life. I want your way in my life. Help me to get out of the way and make room for you. Help me not to stick to the things that I've always done, those traditions, those things that sometimes mean so much to me, but get in the way of what you want to do. Help me to get rid of those things, God. They may not be bad things, but they may not be your best. Open our eyes, God. Open our eyes. Ask him to open your eyes. Lord, open my eyes to what you want to do. Open my eyes to the things I'm doing that I need to get out of the way. Lord, help us today. Help us today. I believe you've got great things in store for every person here and those who are watching. I believe you've got great things in store, but help us to know we've got to get out of your way. We've got to make room for what you want to do. Help us to totally surrender to your will. Help us to spend time with you so we know your voice and know what you want us to do and know what you don't want us to do. Holy Spirit, we need you to guide us. We need you to guide us. We need you to guide us individually and as a faith family. We need you. If there's somebody in this room who does not think they need you, open their eyes today, Lord, in Jesus' name, because we need you. I pray, Lord, that you would soften hearts today and pull out any stony hearts and replace them with flesh today. Help us to be so in love with you that we just want to please you. Not what I want, Lord, but what you want, God. Help us to not just say that, but to mean it and do it. Lord, you are beautiful. Work in every heart, Lord. Work in every heart today. Work in me. Those things that I've been blind to, open my eyes. Break my heart, Lord, to what breaks yours so that I won't do it again. That's, there's freedom in that, people. When, when God breaks your heart to something and you do what he wants you to do, it sets you free. If you want freedom, that's how you get it. That is exactly how you get it. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I want everyone, I want me and everyone in this room to just fall so in love with you that we just want to please you. We just want to do what you want. We want to hear those hard things about ourselves that will help us to change. We welcome it when someone tells us you're wrong. Someone who knows what they're talking about. Someone who is a godly person and listening to the Lord. will listen to that discipline and that rebuke and say, thank you. Thank you for helping me get closer to the Lord. Lord, I love you. I praise you and I thank you. You are sweet. You are precious and you are awesome. I'm so grateful for who you are, God. Holy Spirit, I am thankful that you are in this place, and I know that you have great and mighty things in store for us. Help us to keep our hearts and our minds and our eyes open and our ears open to hear what you have to say today. You're beautiful, Lord. In Jesus' holy and powerful name, I bless you and I thank you. Amen. Amen.
bless you. You may be seated. Good to be in God's house. Starting to get more and more of you. Praise God. You out there in TV land, wherever you are, you guys, come on back. It's okay. We're here. It's all right. Well, now's the time that we get to do praise and worship in a different way, and that's through our giving, our tithes, and our offering. A couple of things. If you are a guest with us today, uh, we hope that you feel welcomed. We hope that at least 10,000 people have said hello to you and welcomed you. You will find in front of you, uh, in the back of the chair in front of you, a VIP card. We ask Lord, that you would fill that out. Uh, we're not going to bother you, but we would like to know a little bit more about you. And if you have a prayer request and you put that on the bottom, we promise you it will be prayed over. Uh, people who have faith will pray over that, and God is good to listen. Also, there's lots of ways that you can give. You can give today in the sanctuary. You can give out in the foyer at our kiosk. You can give on our website, pcachurch.com. You can also give on the app. If you don't have the app, go to your app store, play store, search for PCA Church, download the app, answer affirmatively, and you will have the app. And that's good not only for giving, but to keep up with what's going on. We have busy schedules. And also you can text uh, PCA Church to 1-844-390-2401. So lots of ways that you can give. So Pastor said, I need to get a lot of offering today. So you're going to give. I'm just kidding. But I was thinking about God's provision. And God always provides. He always promises to provide for us. And I was thinking about Abraham and Isaac. And the very hard thing that God asked of Abraham, he asked him to sacrifice what he loved most, and that was his son Isaac. Now think about that. Now we know the, the end of the story already. We, knew, we know that God already had a plan, right? He already had the provision there for, Isaac, uh, for Abraham. But it took Abraham's obedience to find out that God had the provision, right? So is the same for us. God wants us to be obedient. He already has provided through your jobs, through gifts, through talents, through however you have your offerings and giving and livelihood. He's provided that for you. And he already knows if you're going to be obedient or not. Being obedient is not to build up God's faith. It's to build up your faith. Do you not think that Abraham and Isaac's faith had grew monumentally that day? How much more will your faith grow when you see God is always faithful? When you give what you cherish the most and you're willing to sacrifice, God will provide. And I was thinking about what David said in 1 Chronicles 21, 24. But King David replied to, and I cannot say that word, Araha, no, I, mu I insist on paying the full price. I will not take for the Lord what is yours or sacrifice burnt offerings that cost me nothing. Even King David knew it had to cost him something for it to matter. And it matters for you to offer your offerings and gifts to the Lord. Not your tithes. That's already, that's, you're supposed to do that. This is offerings. This is trusting God for more. So take that and do with it what you will. Gentlemen, if you'll come.
Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to be in your house on your day. And Lord, we thank you for your provision. It's always there. You've never failed us, not once, not once. And Lord, we ask God that you would just touch every heart, every mind, every soul. Bless this gift and the giver. Give it back to them, Father. Shaken down, pressed together, running over. And I pray, Father, a special anointing on our pastor this morning. Lord, give him a double portion of your anointing. Prepare every heart, mind, and soul to receive your word, what you have to say through him to us, that we might grow closer to you, become more obedient, and live in the blessings that you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want you to stand with me this morning. Does you know how to get an offering or what? For our priest this morning, I want us to just get, get right into where we need to be. We sang a chorus while ago, and I thought, we need to probably sing that one. Sweet, sweet, sweet. There's a sweet spirit in this place today. Sweet, sweet spirit. And I want us to acknowledge that spirit, and I want us to invite that spirit. And would you do that with me for just a moment? Praise offering in this house. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for your presence, God. That sweet, sweet presence. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Amen. Take your Bibles, lift it with me. Repeat this after me loud and strong. I want every demon in hell trembling right about now. You ready? Repeat this after me. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet 
Thy word is a light unto my path. Thy word will I hide in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Lord, help me every day to live. Read thy word. Lord, help me every day to live thy word. I love thy word. And dear Lord, help the preacher. Woo! Man, I have never messed that up. Now I have. The question that I've been asking you for the last few weeks is this. Are you in? In. And we've been using Luke chapter 4 verse 14 as our passage of scripture for this series. So if you have your Bibles turned there, it says this. Jesus returned to Galilee. Say it with me. In the power. Say it with me. In the power. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread through the whole countryside. I talked about how that the person I relate to most in the Bible is Simon Peter. Because he thinks first. No, he doesn't. Acts first, thinks later. That's what I do sometimes. But the person in the Bible that I'm most thankful for is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. And I want us to know that He's a real person. And we understand in this series that Jesus was born. He was born like all of us in the flesh because He emptied Himself of His deity so He could become flesh. And the Bible says that we find that in Philippians 2, 6-8. But the Bible also says that He became flesh and He did not use His deity to be an advantage. So He started out in life just like you and I. But then before He started His ministry at the age of 30, He knew there would be challenges. He knew that He would need miracles, signs, and wonders. And He knew He needed people to see Him as not just a man. So he went to the river, John the Baptist baptized him, and when he came up out of the water, the Holy Spirit descended like as unto a dove, and the Father spoke from heaven, This is my Son, whom I love. I am well pleased with him. And the Spirit of God filled him, and he left that moment in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I talked about how that he went into the desert. He was tempted by Satan. God doesn't tempt us, only Satan tempts us. God will test us. But he used the word every time the enemy came. He brought his flesh under control by fasting for 40 days. And then he goes and uh, he, he goes to the temple. Remember that? On the Sabbath day, he reads the scripture out of Isaiah. And he uh, says the Messiah is coming. He puts the scroll down and sits in the chair. The people in the temple were furious. They were in the temple, but they were furious. They drove him out of town and were going to push him off of a cliff. But we learned last week that he walked right through the crowd. Now I got to tell you, last week after church I had a young lady come up to me. She's normally in children's church, but last week she was in here. And she came up to me so excited after church. Pastor, a miracle happened today. I said, what was it? She said, when you started talking, I did not go to sleep. I said, praise God. And she said, here's what you told me. You told me that he walked through the crowd. He may have been teleported. He may have caused people to be blinded. He may have changed the form of his face to walk through. We don't know. But I learned that today. And I said, praise God. I don't know how many adults even learned that. But praise God, he has the power to walk through the circumstance. And we talked about how we have the power in the spirit 
to walk through the circumstances that come against us in life. Well, today I want to continue in Luke chapter 4 because Jesus has another situation come up right after that one. Here's what it says in Luke chapter 4, verse 31 through 32. So he's just left the, the cliff situation and he walks down and goes to Capernaum, a town in Galilee. And on the Sabbath he taught the people. They were amazed at his teaching because his words had authority. Authority. That word in the Greek is exousia. It has these meanings. I don't want you to grab onto this because I am going to mess with some of your theology today. I'm going to mess with the way we do a lot of things. How we pray and how we believe and how we have faith. Exousia, it means this. The power to act. Sometimes we have power but we don't know that it has action to it. It is conferred power. He had this power conferred upon him. It is in charge power. How many of you want to be the one in charge in situations? It is jurisdiction power. In other words, I have jurisdiction over this situation and I am going to tell you how it's going down. It means to have working power. It means to have dominion power. Remember how in Genesis God told Adam and Eve he wanted them to have dominion over all the earth? Jesus came, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? So that he could be in dominion over every situation that came against him. He had the authority, it was delegated to him. He was the one in charge of every situation. It was conferred upon him and he spoke with authority. I want you to get this. We are to have authority if we are in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because Christ did nothing in the Holy Spirit that you and I do not have given to us today. The very same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you and dwells in me. We talked about it, the anointing. We've been set apart. We've been separated by God for His use. We've been anointed by the Holy Spirit we have been set apart, set aside. Luke chapter 4 verse 33. This first word is important. In. In. This comes up. Are you in? In the synagogue there was a man possessed by a demon. An impure spirit. And he cried out at the top of his voice. Can I tell you? I'm going to give you a revelation. And sometimes he's in the church today. And I want to tell you, this is not off limits to him. He comes in and causes division and all kinds of problems in the church. And he's been doing it since the church has been around. And sometimes we don't even know it. i got to believe this man had been in the synagogue for maybe months, maybe years. I don't know. But he was in the synagogue, but there was somebody different in the synagogue today. There was somebody different. He had been in the presence of a lot of people but he had not been in the presence of authority. There's a huge difference when you are in the presence of God. When you have that sweet, sweet spirit in you, but you also have the exousia, the authority that God has placed upon your life and upon my life. The unclean spirit was in the synagogue. But how many of you know 
that God and demons just don't hang out together. <laughs> they may show up at the same place at the same time, but somebody's got to go. Somebody's going to be in charge. Someone is going to have jurisdiction power. Somebody's going to have delegated power. Somebody's going to be the one that says, hey, wait just one minute. It says that the demons got real loud. I want to tell you today, when the enemy comes into your presence, he makes a lot of noise. There's a lot of noise in the heads of a lot of Christians today. All kinds of noise. And it gets really loud. And if we're not careful, that noise gets louder than the Word of God. Unclean and clean cannot dwell together. Look at verse 34. Here's what they said in their loud voice. They said this. Go away. <laughs> I love this. What do you want with us? Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. The Holy One of God. You see, the unclean got loud. And then they shouted, go away. All of a sudden, just his presence, he spoke with authority and they knew we're in trouble. We're in trouble. We know you're the Jesus of Nazareth. We know that you're the one in charge. And what have you come to do? Because their loudness was not loudness of authority. Think about it. That's right. Think about this. Their loudness, the noise you get in your head sometimes, is not a loudness of authority. It's really a loudness of fear. Fear. Because when the enemy is in the presence of God, the Bible tells us that he is filled with fear and shudders. That's the word that is used. He shudders. Look at this, James chapter 2, verse 19. You believe there is one God? Good. Good for you. Even the demons believe this and do what? Shudder. They weren't shuddering when there were other people speaking because they were not in the power. But when someone who is in the power of the Spirit shows up and begins to speak with authority, exousia, the demons then begin to shudder and go, what are you going to do with us? Church, we got to get this picture right. For years I have seen people in church, people in the spirit, who all of a sudden the enemy comes and makes a lot of noise. I mean, causes us anxieties, depressions, causes us to have fear, tells us that this bad thing is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. And instead of us rising up in authority, we get put down and we're the ones shuddering in fear. I want you to get this straight because... The spirit is not fearful. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of dunamis, power, and love. Wow. That's what the Bible says? Yes. Then why have we gotten this flip-flop through the years? 
Look at verse 35. Here's what Jesus says. Be quiet. They got loud. What does he do? He gets louder in the Greek. Be quiet. You want to get loud? Let's get loud. Be quiet. I love this. Because in the Greek it's this word, phomothetai. Phomothetai. Say that with me. Phomothetai. Phomothetai. That means to be muzzled. Woo! I'm going to get happy right about here. They're running their mouths. And Jesus says, Phomothetai. Be muzzled. What do you do when you muzzle an animal? You put something on his mouth. It cannot anymore make sounds and it cannot do any harm to you. Cannot bite you. We got a little three pound chihuahua. And she has to get her nails clipped by the vet. And every time we take her in, every time it takes my wife, me, the vet's assistant, and the vet to clip her fingernails, toenails, whatever they are. And every time the vet tells us before, today I'm not going to jerk back. They even put a muzzle on a three-pound chihuahua. <laughs> and even with that, he goes to clip her nail, and she goes, <clears throat> and he jumps back, and he goes, <laughs> he says, I, I clip and do stuff on pit bulls, and I don't jump back. What is it about this dog? And she's muzzled. She can do no harm. She can't even bark anymore. She definitely can't bite. But he still jumps back. And I think today, church, we are the ones with authority. We are filled with the power, the dunamis power, that dynamic, explosive power of God. And yet when the enemy comes and makes a lot of noise, gets real loud and tells you all the bad things that are happening, we begin to shudder and go, oh God, what are we going to do? God, I don't know how this is going to work out. God, help me to have faith. And God's going, I've already given you the power. I've already given you that exosia. I've already given you the authority you just need to speak the words I've given to you and they will shudder. They will be muzzled. They don't speak after that. For most of the time, they don't speak again. They are now muzzled. Can I tell you the greatest weapon the enemy has against you and me is his mouth. And sometimes he whispers, Attacks our self-esteem, our self-worth. Attacks our abilities to live life. Whispers all kinds of things that are coming in and going to destroy. The enemy, John 10, 10 says this, that the thief comes to steal, kill, destroy. And that's what he's wanting to do. And I've seen him destroy a lot of Christians. Why? Because they do not type. Tell the devil, shut up. Be quiet. Get out of my head. Get out of our house. Get out of our marriage. Get out of our kids. Take authority with the words that we have and the enemy will begin to shudder and be quiet. Why? Because we are in the power of the Spirit. That's who we are. 
The authority was conferred upon him, and the authority has been conferred upon us by the anointing of the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus has dominion. We have dominion. He had jurisdiction. We have jurisdiction. We have the authority to be put to silence those that come against us that want to destroy us. I've seen the enemy destroy churches over lies. And guess what? Christians believe the devil more than they believe God. Sometimes we listen to the demons more than we listen to the Holy Spirit. And today I'm here to shake up your religion, shake up your traditions. Why? Because we are the ones with the power of authority. Authority. We need to step in and stop the noise. All the confusion that the enemy brings into our minds, into our lives. The enemy does not have authority in your life. He doesn't. And he knows that. But he hopes you don't know that. That you do not know how to speak with authority of the Holy Spirit. Christ in you. There's nowhere in the Bible where those who are in the power authority lose the challenge of confrontation. Nowhere. So I want to take you back to the Old Testament. Before the Holy Spirit descended like He did in Acts, I want to take you back to the Old Testament because the Holy Spirit is definitely present in the Old Testament. Amen? And so there's a guy. You already know the end of the story. But there's a guy on the top of a mountain. And there's all kinds of Baal worshipers. And they are there trying to do what? Dominate. They're trying to put fear into his heart because he's outnumbered. I mean, they've got all kinds of stuff going on. And, and, and the Bible says these prophets, they start doing their chants and start doing their dances. And, and you know, to somebody who's not in the power, it would be pretty intimidating. Prophet Elijah's just standing over there going, just wait. Because they were supposed to be the one whose God came with fire, that's the one everybody would serve. And so they built this altar and, and they told them to try to call down the fire. And the Bible says they're doing all these things, they're calling out. And Elijah's over there talking smack. You just read the Bible. He said, maybe your God's asleep. And that's why he's not answering. Uh, maybe he's on vacation. You know, your God probably went on a vacation. And maybe he's not come back yet, so he's not answering the fire. And if you read the Bible, he just gets real blunt. Can I do it with you? He just said, maybe he's in the restroom. That's what it says. Read the book. Maybe he's in the bathroom. And they start cutting themselves more and getting louder and louder and louder. Nothing happens. Prophet Elijah just walks out. Says a few words. And fire falls from heaven. And consumes the sacrifice. Now, why did that happen? Authority. They were in the presence of a man with authority. Who even in the Old Testament knew the authority gave him jurisdiction in this situation. He wasn't over there worrying and biting his fingernails and going, Oh, God, God, please don't let fire come down. Please don't. He's like, it's not going to happen. It's not. You build your God out of the same wood that you build your tables and chairs out of. You build your God out of gold and then you use the same gold and use for utensils. Your God's not going to answer. And Baal was a God that was a big God at that time. Everybody's serving Baal. But his God had power and authority and jurisdiction. 
and he spoke with authority. And I got to tell you, he didn't have a long prayer. He didn't have a long discussion about it. Now this is where we're going to get into some serious stuff. Because when Jesus showed up in the anointing and the authority of the Holy Spirit, look at this, he doesn't have a long discussion with the demons. He doesn't sit there and go, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't know there was a us. I thought it was just one. And they said, what do you have to do with us? Well, how many are, are, how many are there in? Oh, I don't, hmm, see, I don't know how to do it. Just deal with, no, no. He spoke one word for most of the time. Be muzzled. Shut up. Be silent. And they never spoke another word. They never said another thing. Why? Because he had authority. I want to tell you something. In your prayer life, in your spiritual life, I understand spiritual warfare and I want you to understand it. We are not here bargaining with the enemy anymore. With the anointing and the power and the dissension of the Holy Spirit in our, upon our lives, we now in our power, that dunamis and our exousia in authority, we take authority in these times when the enemy's making a lot of noise and we formothetai, we tell him to be muzzled, to shut up, to be quiet and to get out. I've seen people go, oh, we got to have a five-hour prayer meeting. No, we don't. Well, we got to tarry. They tarried before, before the Holy Spirit poured out. But after the pouring out of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2, you do not find another tarrying. All of a sudden, while one, while one guy's preaching, they were, while he's preaching, I think Brother Paul's preaching, Simon Peter, one of them, I don't know it right now, but you'll figure it out. While one of them's, while he's preaching, they are this thing, you know, dialogued out. You have the authority. You have the exousia. You need to stand up and say, wait just a minute. You are in the power and the presence of the God that is inside of me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. You need to be quiet. You need to shut up and get out of my head, get out of my life, get out of my home, get out of my family, get out of my job, whatever it is. Why? Because you have authority. The devil just doesn't want you to know it. You have dominion. And Jesus said, for most of the time. Look at verse 35b. Then the demon threw the man down before them all and came out without injuring him. I love that they put that in there. Pastor, the demon threw the man down. Okay, let's give the demons credit for that. And what else did they do? They came out and they did not harm him. You got to get that. Because today, what does the enemy threaten to do? Destroy you. He tries to come into your life and put up this big, big, it's like a, you, know, you ever seen those big old fish, puffer fish, they just blow up, scare the, the fish that's going to eat them. That's what the devil does. He's not as big as he makes you think he is, and he doesn't have the dominion and the power that you think he does because we have dominion and power over him, but sometimes he can, he can knock you down. I've been knocked down before. Anybody been knocked down by the enemy before? I have, I will admit it, been knocked down. But he does not harm me. He does not harm my family. He's come in in many different ways. I was thinking about it just this week. There was an instance in my son's life when he was a little baby, this big 
things swole up in his belly the shape of a football. They never found out what it was. But when we get in there, we lay hands on him, and we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, guess what happens? That thing goes away. We, we, we don't know what it was, but you can take your son home because there's nothing wrong with him. When stage four cancer comes in my wife, when cancer, esophageal cancer comes in my life, we don't bow down and go, oh, this is the end. No, we rise up. We get knocked down. We get kicked in the gut. But you rise up in the authority and the power of the Holy Spirit, and you muzzle that enemy. You famothetize. Proverbs 24, 16. For though the righteous fall seven times, you can get knocked down. It's all right. But you get up. You get up out of your pity party. You get up out of the enemy having all that noise in your head. And you rise up and you shake your head and say, wait just a minute. You're in the presence of a man of God. You're in the presence of a woman of God. You have no authority in my mind, no authority in my life. Famothetide, be muzzled, shut up, be silent, get out of here. I'm speaking the truth into your life today. We've got to understand the enemy will try to destroy the churches. And the churches are shuddering when they ought to be stomping. They're stumbling when they ought to be shouting. But he cannot hurt you. God will not allow. Don't you love the way the word of God tells? He will not allow. And God causes things that the enemy meant to destroy us, to be turned around for our good. Wow. The, the demons came out and did not hurt him. Why? Because they cannot harm and touch the anointing. They can't do it. The enemy will try to get louder. And sometimes, church, listen, I understand we want to be reserved and we, we want to be whatever. But when, when you have a warfare going on and the enemy's declared war against you and he's coming in loud, you better get loud back. You better understand who you are in Christ and who, whose power you have in you and whose authority you have in you because if you don't, he's going to destroy you. He'll cause you to get beat up. Oh my goodness. You got to get loud. Famothetai. Look at verse 36. All the people were amazed and said to each other, What words are these? I don't think they'd ever heard Famothetai before. What words are these? With authority and power. So he's got authority, exousia, and power, dunamis, explosive, dynamic power. He gives orders. Don't you love that? He didn't just say something. But he ordered them, ordered them, and they came out. Wow. He didn't just say, I hope you come out. No. He ordered them to, he took authority and they came out. Power and authority. So why are we the ones shuddering today? Why are we the ones listening to the loudest voices? I want, you to, I want you to watch this in the New Testament. A little bit later on, we have Paul and these guys are ministering. And Look at Acts 19, verses 13 through 16. 
some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke, tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day, <laughs> evil spirit answered them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do we do, boys? Uh, Jesus I know, and Paul I know about, but who are you? Are you in seven sons of Sceva? I don't think so. Because, you see, they found a money-making business. Matter of fact, Paul cast a demon out of a young lady, and the man come to Paul mad and said, Hey, you've taken away all my money. She was making money for me. Yeah. The, the enemy knows how to make money. Faking what's real. And I got to tell you, just because somebody prays in the name of Jesus doesn't mean they are in. I'm, I'm just telling you. I've seen a lot of people in the church and they were not in the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's what happened. Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. There's seven of them, one of him. He gave them such a beating they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. Do not try this if you are not in. Now I've had a few... Uh, exchanges with demons in my life while I was preaching. I had one service that I, I just felt this, and, I, and before I preached, I said, church, we, we need to pray. There's just something not right about today. And so the church began to pray, and all of a sudden the woman in the back began screaming. True story. And she started screaming, and she was loud. And she declared that she was from a local Wiccan, a, a witch group. They, they were Wiccans. And they loved to be possessed by the demons and devils. And she was sent by the Wiccan group to destroy our service that day. But guess what happened? She had to run out of the house. I had some deacons catch her in the parking lot and they could hardly hold her. And she got in the car and left. You know why? Because she came into the presence of the power and the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to go. I had another incident. And I, I want to tell you, if you don't think demons are real, then you don't think the Holy Spirit's real. Because the devil and a third of the angels were cast out of heaven... So if heaven's real, hell's real. And if we have angels, there's demons. But we are not to shudder. We don't shudder. We are in authority. We cause them to shudder. When only we speak the name Jesus, they tremble 
all hell shakes. Why? Because of the authority, the exousia, the power, the dunamis, the explosive dynamic power of the words. It's not us, but it is Christ in us that conferred authority, that delegated authority, that says, I have jurisdiction in this area. You have no right to be here. Today we give the enemy too much time, too much credit, too much authority, too much value, and we are shuddering. And church, today we need to start shouting louder than the noise of the enemy. I'm telling you. The seven sons of Sceva were using charms and spells. And the Bible even says they were trying to pacify the enemy. Oh my goodness. People are still trying to pacify the enemy. We don't pacify. We kick him out. We, we kick him out. They were hoping to lull the enemy to sleep. So they weren't casting them out. They were putting them to sleep. I put a whole lot of people to sleep myself preaching. I don't want to lull you to sleep. Today I want to grab you, shake you and say, wake up. The Bible says that wake up. The same power that shook that grave on that Sunday morning and caused Christ to rise up from the dead. That same spirit is shaking the church today and saying, rise up. Don't get knocked down. Get up again. The enemy may come and kick you in the gut, but rise up in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit and take charge. Ephesians 1, 20 through 22 he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and he seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is invoked not only in the present age but also in the one to come. You can't invoke a bunch of names against this guy. And God placed, say it with me, all things under his feet. And appointed him to be head over everything, period. No. Over everything, say it with me, for the church. Mm. God appointed him over everything. Why? For the church. For the ecclesia, the ones who've been called out. Who are you? You are the church, the ecclesia, the ones that have been called out, anointed by God, given authority, given power. And God has seated him at his right hand side. And the Bible says that while Jesus is seated at the right hand of God, he is interceding for all of us. I want him to whisper in your ear when the enemy gets loud, the both are die. What? The both are die. Oh yeah. Be muzzled. Shut up. Be quiet. Now, I know that parents, we, we taught our kids don't say shut up. But when it comes to the enemy getting loud in your life, sometimes you just got to go there. Sometimes you just got to say, I've been nice and nice doesn't work. So shut up. Get out of here. Leave me alone in the name of Jesus. Colossians 2, 9 through 10. For in 
Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Now when he was born, he emptied himself of all the deity, but on the day he was baptized, all the deity came back in, in Christ. And in Christ you, what? Yeah. I just want us to believe the word today. And in Christ you have been brought to fullness. That's another whole series right there. Well, I, 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 I'm not holy. Oh, yeah, you are. Well, I don't feel right saying that. Not to feel right. That's just who you are. Well, I've, I've, I've stumbled and I've fallen. We, anybody who has it cast the first stone. We all stumble and fall, but what do we do? The righteous may fall seven times, but we rise up again. Yes, we all stumble. Yes, we all fall. We're still human. But we have the fullness of the Godhead dwelling in us. And that's what this word says. In bodily form, in Christ in you has been brought to fullness. He is the head. And if He is the head, you are the head. And if you are the head, then everything the enemy brings into your life is under your feet. Are we getting this today? I'm telling you, church. It's going to change the way we pray. It's going to change our theology. Because I cannot tell you how many times we, we've had these prayer meetings that go forever and ever and ever. And, and I'm thinking, why do we need to do this? I love to pray. But I want to, when I'm praying, I'm praying to God the Father. I'm not begging God to help me beat up the devil. He's going, he's already been defeated at the cross. You live in power and authority with the Christ, the fullness of Christ, the deity dwelling inside of you. It's time that you realize who you are. Stand up in the power and the authority I have given to you and just tell the enemy, shut up and be quiet and be muzzled. The church in Colossae learned the lesson. The church at Ephesus learned the truth. The church at Ephesus, at the end of their experimentation with these demons, they brought all their books that they had for charms and spells and all. They brought all the books and they put them together and they burned them. And the Bible said it was worth about 1,500 pounds of silver. That's the value of it. So today it would be worth about $613,375. Yeah. That's what they had invested in things that did not work. How, many, how much time and energy do we put into stuff? It's not going to work. You can get all the books. You've got to go to the Word of God. You can get all the steps you want to do, but it's not going to work. You just need to take that book and burn it up. Why? Because they learned the truth. And the truth is what sets us free. Today I want you to hear truth. You may go, but pastor, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a deacon. I'm not a teacher. Uh, what are you? Who are you? Well, well, are you saved? Yes, I believe. Are you, are you in? Are you in the spirit? Well, yeah. I, I've been, I, yeah I, I'm, well, then. That's all you need. I told you it's day one. The Holy Spirit qualifies you. He is called the qualifier. He qualifies you to have the authority and the power to live this life victoriously. When we are not saved, yeah, the enemy comes in and has dominion over us. But when we are a child of God, we have a different father. We have a father who's put a robe upon us, given us a ring of authority, put new shoes upon us. 
Our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We have the loins skirted about with truth. We have the breastplate of righteousness, a shield of faith. We have a sword of the Spirit. I mean, we have a helmet of salvation. Come on. You may say, well, that's for warfare. It's not for warfare that takes days and days. It's to take the enemy and kill the enemy and keep on moving. And all of it's on the front. There's no armor on the back. So if you turn tail and run, that's on you. Well, that's truth. I'm speaking truth to you. God gives us offense. We are to storm the gates of hell. We don't let hell storm us. We don't let hell storm us. We storm hell. We take authority. They are the ones shuddering. We have already won this battle. We've, it's already been fought, already been won. The problem is the enemy's getting loud in our heads. And listen, I'm just as guilty as you are at times of letting the enemy get loud in my head. I allow it sometimes. And then I have to go, wait, what? Wait a minute. For I know in whom I have believed. And I know that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or even imagine. God has the power working inside of me to make this happen. Now today, I know there are some of you that just need to tell the enemy, shut up. For most of the time. James 4, 7. Submit yourselves then to God. Get in. And what do you do? Resist. You form a resistance. You resist the devil and he will fight you. I want us to get this. He does not have authority. On the way out, he might knock you down. That's okay. Get up. I've been knocked down, but I rise up. Well, Pastor, you've never had any real problems. Oh, my goodness. I have more than you, but you have more than me. It's all a matter of perspective. But he fights every one of us. If you're a child of God, he wants to destroy you. And the Bible says in Ephesians, when we put on this armor of God, that he, he fires, in the Greek, fiery missiles at us. Flaming arrows, it's really fiery missiles in the Greek. And if your faith is about this big, how many fiery missiles are going to hit you? A shield was from the ground and taller than the soldier. So the shield would hold it and the soldier walked behind it. We walk by faith. Why? Not by sight. Because if you have the shield, you cannot see where you are going. But you are lockstep with other soldiers. And the enemy, all they can see is the shield. All the missiles hit the shield. And you just keep walking. Just keep marching. We're storming the gates of hell. Why? And if your brother gets knocked down, you pick him up. Say, come on, pick up your faith. Let's go. Let your faith be greater this time. Greater faith. Greater faith. Greater faith. And so some of us today are walking around with little shields like this and we can see too much and we can hear too much. And we need to get a greater faith and get a greater stance and know who we are and know how to fight. Yeah. My mom and dad always told me, don't fight. But yet they whooped me. 
I'm like, what's the deal with this? The biggest whooping I ever got. I, my, my friend and I were out in the yard. We always, it was in the parsonage, so we're in the church yard wrestling, and all of a sudden we got a little too rambunctious, and I hit him, and I jumped up, and I said, you fool! <whistles> my mom teleported. <laughs> I don't know where she came from. And she let me know then and there, you never call anyone that. Wow. Mom. <laughs> yeah. And I believe sometimes we've got too much of the enemy and he's too loud. And every, the Bible says every word that comes out of his mouth is a lie. Every word. He cannot speak one word of truth. You may get knocked down, but you will not get knocked out. You will rise up. But you've got to get yourself up, and you've got to take authority. You've got to have the one who has exousia, and then you've got to be able to say, Famothetai, be muzzled. Because if you don't, he's going to keep on getting louder. Keep on getting louder, I'm telling you. I've seen the enemy bring too much against good, solid men and women of God but they didn't understand the authority they have. They didn't understand. I had a lady one time call me at 4 o'clock in the morning. I got to tell you, if you call me at 4 o'clock in the morning, you better be serious. I'm just telling you. I'm spiritual as all get out, but at 4 o'clock in the morning, it better be for real. She called me at 4 o'clock in the morning. She was a, a wonderful saint woman of God, known God for probably 30 years, filled with the Holy Spirit, had a gift of message and tongues and interpretation in the church. She called me at 4 o'clock in the morning. She goes, Pastor, Pastor, my house is full of demons. Can you come cast them out? I said, what? My house is full of demons. Can you come cast them out? I said, no, you do it. What? Don't you need to come bring some oil? And No. But you need to come over here. No, I don't. You, you need to muzzle these things. Because when I leave, they're going to come back if you don't exercise your authority. You, but church, our houses cannot be possessed by demons. We're men and women of God. Now they may come and make a little noise, but you got to tell them, shut up and get out, resist. Stand with me today. Now this is, this is not milk. This is some meat. And some of you are going to have to go home and chew on some of this. But I want you to chew on it. And then I want you to swallow it. And then I want that to give you sustenance. Because we need the meat of the word of God to become strong. Enabled by the spirit of God. I don't know what the song we had together. What was it? Okay. Yeah. That's good. Let's do that make room thing, but let's start at that bridge. Okay? I always prepare my messages. I do everything until I get right here. Then I'm just really, really listening to the Holy Spirit. What do you want to happen today? And listen, church. 
all of us, if we are a threat to the kingdom of hell, then hell is going to come against you. Hell come against me all the time. My family, everything. If I'm not careful, my wife's not careful, my kids, the enemy gets so loud. And that's where we have to just go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We have no authority. We have no jurisdiction in this house. We have no jurisdiction in this place. This is the house of God. And I believe there's some of you here today, I think there's quite a few of you, as a matter of fact. Because I would not have this word come to me so strong this week spirit who knows the mind of God does not know what the enemy is doing in a lot of your lives. Real loud. It may be physical with your health. It may be a mental attack with anxieties and stress and self-esteem and depression and all those things. Or it may be financial. It may be in a relationship, your marriage, your kids, your job. I don't know. But I know this that the enemy gets loud because he doesn't want you to hear anything else and he wants you to shut up but I believe with all my heart that no one is here today by accident Miss, I come every Sunday you could have you stayed home today I believe some of you had a battle getting here today because God doesn't want you to hear this I believe every one of you are here today to hear this, but it doesn't do any good to just hear the Word of God. You've got to do the Word of God. So I think in my spirit, I feel this very strongly, that there's quite a few of you that you need to just not be quiet anymore, but you need to say, for most the time, be muzzled, shut up, be quiet. delegated to you. You need to take that power. I believe that with all my heart. Now you can do it where you're standing or you can say, you know what pastor, I've been knocked down. I'm not ashamed of it. But I'm not out. And I'm going to walk right up to the front. I want the devil to see me. I don't care what anybody thinks about me because this ain't their battle. This is stuff going on. This is the enemy. And I need to shut him up. I need him to be muzzled in my life life of my family, the life of my kids, whatever it is. Whatever's going on, we don't need to know the particulars, but I believe today you need to step out and walk down here. And I believe we need to do something together as an exercise. So if you're ready, I want you on the count of three, just step out and come down the front. I believe you're here today. I believe you just need to be obedient. Just, just follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Don't let the enemy lie to you and go, oh, what people going to think? Hey, they'll be down here next week. They were here last week. Whatever. So I want you to just step out and come down right now. Have to be singing yet. We don't have to be singing yet. Sometimes people think, oh, we're not singing. Be obedient. Do the word of God. Do it. Do it. I'm tired of the enemy lying to the church. I'm tired of the enemy lying to solid men and women of God who have power and authority. I'm tired of that.
If he wants to be furious, we need to get furious back. We need to respond and resist. 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 Anybody else in here? I'm just going to wait a minute, then we're going we're gonna to go. I need everybody here to help me. Because if you're still standing out there, that means probably in the past, you've experienced what these are experiencing right now. Lower the level just because I feel like I'm really yelling loud. If you've gone through the enemy being really loud in your head and you've risen up, I want you to come and lay your hand on somebody. Just ask the Holy Spirit, who do I need to come lay my hand on and pray? I need you to help me. I cannot pray for this many people at one time. I need you to help me. Would you come? If you've had the enemy lying and being loud in your ear, just come. I need you to help me. Find somebody find somebody. Man, there's a lot of couples down here. The enemy's lying to households. Devil, you're a liar and the father of lies in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, men and women. Men and women of God. We have authority. We have authority. We have authority. We have authority. Now, everyone that came down here, I want you to look at me for just a second. Look at me. Look at me. You and I together you can say Fomothatai, you may go, that's a lot of words. Or you can just say, shut up or be quiet, whatever you want. But I don't want you to say it timidly. God has not given us the spirit of timidity, Amen. but of power, Amen. power Amen. and a sound mind right. and love. Yes. On the count of three, I want everybody in this house, and I want especially all of you, because I'm doing it too. Because guess what? This week, the enemy been loud in my head too. Shut up. I'm a pastor. I'm a man of God. You're not going to keep lying to me either. Come on. He attacks her. And if he can destroy the pastor, he's going to destroy a church. You ready? Now, come on. I've heard people being loud at the football games and everywhere else in Parker City. I know you're part of that. You can be loud. If the devil's loud, we got to get louder Amen. than the noise in our heads. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. You ready on the count of three? One, two, three. Famothatai. Again, one, two, three. Famothatai. Devil, shut up. Be muzzled in the name of Jesus Christ. Now lift your hands and begin to give him a loud praise in your heart. Hallelujah. Shake up the ground. Shake up the ground. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus.
says in Hebrews, do not shrink back. Don't shrink back. Don't let the enemy keep you out of the presence of God. Don't let the enemy keep you out of church. I was telling somebody before church, Sunday morning is the only only morning of the week I have to set an alarm. I wake up at 5, 5.30 every morning without alarm. The devil wants to lull me to sleep on Sunday. Man, 7 o'clock, I, I, the alarm wakes me up. Never, not other, any other day of the week. The best sleep is Sunday morning. Have you found that out? Man, it's not an accident. The hardest day to get your kids up and to church, and you don't have to get here till 10.30, and they're up and ready for school by 8. But it's harder to get them up and get them to church at 10.30 than it is to get them up and get them to school. It's not an accident. This morning had all kind of the back projector blew a bulb. She got hung up on her on her uh, coat backstage. I mean, everything's going wrong all morning. It's not an accident. It's trying to get people to have the other loud voices instead of the voice of God in our heads. Amen. And that's what happens in your life and my life. The enemy comes in and gets a loud voice in so many different areas of our life that instead of listening to God, we're listening to the enemy. Shake your head. The Bible says, take off garments of heaviness and put on garments of praise. That's the truth. 
We've got a long way to go unless Jesus comes back. And you remember this message today for most of the time. Every one of us. Every one of us. We've had a, a, a announcement that somebody can have cancer this week. For most of the time. Shut up. Don't want that. We're going to listen to By Your Stripes on you. under his feet and he's done this for the church I love it when we just read the word put your hand on somebody next to you hoping somebody you don't know and I want you to say a prayer for them right now pray it any way you want to but I'm going to pray and you can pray after me and you can do it however you want to dear Heavenly Father right now in the name of Jesus Christ God I pray peace in their mind and peace in their heart in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that the Holy Spirit would rise up inside of them, that a holy anger would rise up against the enemy, that a righteous indignation, that a resistance would rise up inside of men and women, inside of the church, and tell the devil, shut up. Shut up for most of the time. Put a muzzle on the devil and every word that comes out of his mouth. In the name of Jesus. God, I pray this. God, go with us. Dwell in us as we leave this house. And may we encourage someone else. This week, in your precious name we pray. And everybody say it. Somebody a hug. Yeah. Thank God for his word today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God for his word. Give somebody a hug. Tell them you love them. I'll see you out front. Break down the wall. sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.